All right, so look, we're going to start the show off by saying rest in peace to Google Hangouts, Google Hangouts <laughs> on air, um, and, and and anybody that, that listens to the show, even though we don't do it live unless it's an interview or anything like that, we everybody knows we try to record around the 8 o'clock uh, Eastern time to about 9, get an hour in, but we're actually starting about an hour late because in dire emergency needs right now, we're actually recording our first show from Skype. And Lord, 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 going back to the Skype days, man, it's it's kind of cringing seeing all my old messages back from uh nineteen like nineteen oh excuse me like two thousand twelve or whatever. But we're gonna make this work. But uh, yeah, rest in peace, Google Hangouts. It's been a good run. That was our old setup that we used, and uh, it's, it's it's long, long, long gone. But anyway, let's get started with the show tonight. We're we're back. This week with another episode of the Big Go Bell podcast. Last week, obviously, it was a little bit of a hiatus because I was a little bit of travel, and I think everybody else just decided to just chill out. But we're here this week, and we're going to try to catch up with things that's going on, and maybe talk about some of the the, the dirt that's happening today. Because oh, Will, Will Will seems to have something now that seems kind of funny. But anyway, I can't do it alone. So first off, I'm gonna. Uh, Start off with our regular voices with uh, my guy Jamal and Will. What's up, fellas? Oh, how's it going? It's another Uh-oh. crazy week. Even if we took a week off for you to make your trip to San Diego Comic Con, we are back and we are ready. And I mean, nothing ever happens in wrestling. So I don't know what we're going to talk about tonight. But <laughs> we'll we'll figure something out. But we yeah, have a guest. We have a new voice. Let's hear about do. this new voice. We do. Comic Con was crazy, but yes, we do have a new voice. Not really new, but like new to the show tonight. But not like to new into this to this podcast thing, this wrestling thing, this 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 radio personality. Not not new by any means of that sort. But this is like <laughs> super duper long overdue. And I'm finally glad that's happening tonight. My God, Damian G has joined the show. Please bless us with with your voice, your a little bit of the background, the projects you're working on. Let's let's get our fan base accustomed for just in case anybody has, who's not familiar. Okay, so thank you for that introduction. It's uh, been a while since I've been on a wrestling podcast. Uh, for those who know me or who don't know me, I used to be on Last Mark Standing, and uh, that was a show I co-hosted. Uh, for a couple of years, then I made my way over to the New Age Insiders. Uh, did that stint for about a year and change, and I love those guys. And uh, did a show called the Salty Chip Show with my sometimes producer, always good friend Chip K. Fabe. And now I kind of start my own stuff again with the Damon G Podcast, which is a mix of wrestling, sports, human interest, psychology. Uh, you can find that on SoundCloud, iTunes, all that good stuff. Uh, I am a trained radio broadcaster by trade, and I got my start actually with uh, on NBC Sports Radio or in conjunction with them. So it's kind of been a while since I've been back on a consistent recording schedule. Uh, shout out to my boy Dio for the High Mark podcast, as well as uh, the Big Cat Arctic's Core uh, when we used to do 
a lot of stuff based on Florida wrestling. So I've been around the loop. I've been out of the loop now for about maybe about a year or so, but it's good to be back. So thanks for the uh, warm welcome. Oh, did no, we lose what? it? No, oh. I heard all that. Oh, oh I don't. We lost Jamal. There we go. He's back. I think. <laughs> okay, you know, Skype's going to give us hell, so I really do apologize for any technical difficulties we have with this show. But um, absolutely, dude. Like, um, glad to have you, and um, definitely going to be very interesting because there's a there's a lot of knowledge that's sitting at this table right now and um you 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 join in definitely as a really tremendous uh, new aspect and um it's going to be good but let's 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 we'll let's let's just go exactly to what's unraveling right now down in the state of texas right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna bury uh something else since we already we already put uh hangouts to rest tonight we can, op- <laughs> we can we can open the show by being extremely timely and since it only happened in the last 10 minutes the official word came down we can also take the same shovel we're putting on hangouts and we can use it to bury Russell Circus right now since they are officially apparently done forever finit the show Sunday ain't happening and nope. they are out of business <laughs> so so first off if I'm not mistaken you're down in Texas right now right Damien yes I am I live All in right. Dallas <laughs> so you're, you're the man on the scene to like uh <laughs> you should know more about this than we do <laughs> you know it's you ever seen that Simpsons episode where he's like he's already dead and we're just pointing at this point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what's happening right now. I got to be honest. Like, I was boo-boo the fool because I was like, yeah, they back. I always wanted to go check out one of their shows. I like how they were doing as far as... And then and even the, the Resurrection shows have been kind of interesting. Uh, the cars they put together. And I've, I, I kind of like how the 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 the, um, the venue looked, the meet and greet, how it was all set mm-hmm. up. And, like, you know, watching them on Twitch, like, it looks absolutely crazy to be in that building. So, like, I knew that was something I wanted to do. And uh, man, <laughs> shortcomings. Uh, I guess things don't. Bad things don't. Uh, oh, I guess it eventually all catches back up to you, no matter what. But um, yeah, I guess that's another independent sh- uh, company that uh, that you can stick a fork in. But is there any particular reasons why? We're like, what what is literally happening? Because I didn't see any of this stuff. There, there's nothing officially being said as to why they won't go into specifics as to what exactly has happened. The the, the biggest downside here is there's a whole uh, roster of people that mm-hmm. thought they had work Sunday and some of them were already in route to get to uh, Texas. And uh, now they're they're up a creek. So the big thing that's really going around right now that really I think is kind of the focus is if someone's looking to book somebody and maybe they're in the Texas area or somewhere, maybe if someone's in route there and they're not like all the way there yet, there's a whole bunch of wrestlers that had July 28th on their calendar and it's opened up. So <laughs> spread some love to a, uh, or buy some merch for somebody. If you're, if you're a fan or something, cause there's a whole lot of people that are losing a, a payday here. Then, uh, some of them are stuck on the road as it's happening. Mm. But yeah, there's nothing officially other than it's definite. The show is definitely not happening, and they're saying they're done for good. I don't mm. know if we'll ever get more than that. And they're claiming there'll be refunds for the folks that uh, have gotten tickets. 
I, I, in any situation like this, I always say, uh, you know, don't hold your breath. That remains to be seen. So <laughs> hopefully that does happen. But it, hey, this is indie wrestling. So nah. I want to see people get their money in their hands first before uh, we congratulate anyone on that. <laughs> I just want to make sure, Jamal, you get, you with us, right? Yeah, I hear you guys. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure, make sure. Again, this is our, our beta testing session with Skype tonight. <laughs> um, so, uh, Will, I know you're not a typical person to deep dive in what all of the wrestling community said, but I must know, please tell me you, you're seeing some outraged fans with an onslaught of tweets towards them. Because we, <laughs> we know how they are, no matter if they've even never been in the state of Texas, how they can just rebel against a promotion that they oh. never even went to. But I'm going to sum it up like this because, I mean, we don't need to kick a dead horse when it's down. It's, it's happened. It, it's there. But we the rumors about Wrestle Circus were already there. So from my first reaction, I think, is a lot of people's first reaction is that as soon as I saw the news drop about an hour or two ago, it was, oh, Wrestle Circus going to Wrestle Circus. It's, <laughs> it, it, just, it is what it is. I'm not I'm not shocked. It's just, you know, really, really. But. <laughs> It, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's not like I'd ever been to a show down there, you know, being we're here on the East Coast. Yeah. So that, I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me jump in here and just say that I I was at the last Wrestle Circus show and I had a blast and I've gone multiple times. The people, the fans, the talent, they make Wrestle Circus. The behind the scenes people who get no love are, are the reason why Wrestle Circus has been so successful. Uh, for as many years as they've been around, they're all crushed. I can I can say this unequivocally: the fans are are legitimately sad. The Wrestle Circus lifers are upset, and they are kind of it's almost like grieving. You know, they're going through a bit of a grieving period where something that they put their heart and soul in is potentially now gone. And you know, for those who don't know, I'm also a clinical psychologist for the day job, so. I, I, I can see a lot of tweets being directed of people who are hurt. And then there's those who are just piling on, like you said, well, you know, Russell Circus is going to Russell Circus, quote unquote. But <laughs> before before the snowballs happen, let's just let me just put that to, you know out there that the show was produced immaculately. Let, let's just focus on the positives. The talent mm-hmm. had a great time doing it. You got good bang for your buck. And to be quite frank, like the talent itself and the matches itself they gave you some interesting, fresh perspectives. Mm-hmm. Prime example, the last show, we had Private Party there, and I know Private Party from being up in New York with HOG, and mm-hmm. they stole the show. Mm-hmm. They they pretty much had the crowd eating out of their hand. We know that the Rascals pretty much will go on record and say that Wrestle Circus has been instrumental in their career before Impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tessa Blanchard, Brian Cage, you know, they put on a hell of a match that I was there for. Scorpio Sky has said in numerous interviews that without wrestle circus, he wouldn't be where he is right now. Mm -hmm. So for as much vitriol as I know they're going to catch in the coming days, there was some good to come out from this. Is it, is it practice typical wrestling practice to be carny like this? I'm not surprised, Mm. but I just, I do yearn and hurt for those who were involved, the talent, especially like you were saying, well, they're missing out on a payday. Now they got to scramble to see who's going to book them. If mm-hmm. flights were booked or not booked, they were going to be stranded. If people are driving already to Texas, they're screwed. So it's really a method of just trying to now 
pick up the pieces after a messy, what seems like a messy, messy ending to what yeah. should have been a great super indie. Yeah, well, yeah, well said for sure. And, and, and you know, not to take a too much of a lapse back in our past, but yeah, we definitely mirror the same as fans. We mirror the same type of uh, feelings for a promotion in our area that was a uh, um, of a pro, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, we that'd be definitely it. relate <laughs> as, far as, as far as something falling apart very quickly. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. with that said. Like you were saying about coming in and picking up the pieces, we've now seen that. I mean, these situations do create a vacuum and an opportunity for someone to come in and do things differently. So the opportunity is there now. If and if Lord knows Austin, that's that's a big darn town with a lot of creative people in it. So I could tell you right now, there's a promotion out there that that I know people who are affiliated with Sabotage Pro Wrestling. I think they might be poised to kind of take a little bit of that, of that, I guess that, that carryover because they do use some wrestle circus talent. Like for instance, Alex Gracia, Willa day, mm-hmm. uh, he, they're, they're based usually through sabotage or uh, reality of wrestling Booker mm-hmm. T's promotion out in Houston. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Uh, we have a couple here in Dallas, but they don't have the same clout, mm-hmm. but you're, you're right. There's, there's plenty of wrestling to go for everyone in Texas. It's just a matter of, Austin kind of maintaining that hotbed uh, of wrestling energy where people would travel four hours from Houston, three hours from Houston. I mm-hmm. shit, I would travel from New York to go see Wrestle Circus. So, <laughs> you know, when I was living in the Northeast, mm-hmm. so I can only imagine those who are within driving distance, but the stage is set. Now there is plenty of opportunity for new promotions to pop up. Shoot. I got one out here. It's a shindy, but they do bring in, you know, talent from time to time. Metroplex wrestling. They run every Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if people are hurting for a booking on Saturday going into Sunday, they could probably contact MPX and get a quick booking there. Mm. Well said. Um, I, I thought Will, I thought you was going to segue into something else. Talk about picking up the pieces, <laughs> but more or less, the bomb, the bomb in the news that kind of got dropped. That's coming into the DC area. Uh, no, I mean, excuse me, October second. Yes. Yes, that's right. Uh, it's your news, so you can have it. Because I'm uh, again, I didn't, I didn't realize it until about uh, until about twenty to thirty minutes after you said it. So, <laughs> you want me to drop this? <laughs> yeah, one? okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I won't claim something that's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is kind of everybody's news. This is kind of one of the biggest stories. This is definitely one of the biggest stories of the week, I'd say, because everyone's been waiting with bated breath as <laughs> we've been talking about it for for months now. Is like, yeah. what is going to happen with AEW? And their TV show on TNT when it debuts in the fall. Now, we still don't have a name for the show. I think we might be getting that next week. But we do now finally have a date. And more surprisingly for us here in the DMV, we now have a location. So October 2nd, it's going to be on a Wednesday, as we kind of figured it would be. Wednesday, October 2nd. AEW's two-hour show will debut at 8 p.m. on TNT from right here in the nation's capital of Washington, D.C. at the Capital One Arena. Wow. So, here, especially mm-hmm. not for the, for the debut, but lo and behold, here we are. It's a happening, and I guess uh, next Monday is when they're going to talk about a ticket info and how all that's going to work. So, not, nothing to do immediately to, to get involved in this, but information is forthcoming but 
Cap One Arena, I mean, they're 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 not playing around. They're they're going for a a big venue right off the bat. Look, for the this, debut show. This is bigger news to talk about here. And that's okay. the fact that Primetime Pro Wrestling now has another competitor in the nation's capital. <laughs> we need to get we need to get Mr. Gator on the line right now to figure out how he feels that not only did he have to compete with Vincent McMahon being the only promoters to run in in, in, in Washington DC, but now he has to deal with AEW. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, I think that that is making a huge statement. Um, I don't, I, I, to me personally, and I know you guys kind of was down my throat about this before. I don't necessarily see the the attraction of running the show in the Washington D. I don't think a lot of people see the attraction in, in running shows in Washington D.C. because I mean we barely get WWE shows. Maybe out of the year, maybe one SmackDown, one Raw, um, maybe a pay per view. What but, are you talking about? We get like three shows a year. Like three, like legit shows or just house shows? Are we talking? No, okay, no, 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 no. We get three shows a year, um, definitely, and that's a that's a lot better than a lot of markets in the country. That's up there with New York, Philly, okay. and Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So I can't and, and Chicago. So I can't say that like uh, WWE doesn't come here. They definitely do. They just had a house show on the sixth, right? Um, and that doesn't include the shows that they do in Baltimore, which they go to two or three times a year. Okay. So this WWE comes to the area, I would say like between DC, Baltimore, Fairfax, because um, they do two house shows a year out in Fairfax. Mm-hmm. They come at least ten times a year. Yeah, okay. that's, that's, spring. that's a lot. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I feel like it's such an absence to me. I guess I guess you I'm, don't go. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not true. I will go if if the show if the show time it makes. I, I'm not really fond of the house shows like that. Um, but yeah, you know, last shows going into uh, going into WrestleMania, which they traditionally have done. Yeah, those are worth it. But other than that, I feel like we don't yeah, really. Smackdown One Thousand was here. Yeah, that's true. And the year before that, we got tribute to the troops, if I recall correctly. But I don't know. So, so do you think this was absolutely the right thing for them to make a statement by coming into DC? I mean, they could have easily stayed with their home turf and did something in Florida or. Um, well, where even- is their home turf? I mean, the two biggest shows have been in Chicago and Vegas. Uh, Jacksonville, obviously, is a big deal for the uh, uh, con-related reasons. Um, the Young Bucks are from the SCU. Kenny's Canadian, and Cody's from Atlanta. So <laughs> we don't really know like where home base is, mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. As far as it being here, I guess my question is, uh, this will be the largest venue that they've run a show in ever. Hmm. Why? Why do you think they picked a, a venue that could potentially eclipse their biggest shows that they've done to date? Uh, because they made a big deal about um, all or nothing, and um, uh, not all or nothing, double or nothing, and then all in. Uh, you know, last year, and they made a big deal about selling twelve thousand tickets to the Sears Center. Well, that yeah. only holds about that much for concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, you have 15,000 tickets in the uh, MGM Grand Garden Arena. Well, the Verizon Center holds 20,000 for basketball. Probably somewhere around 18,000 for wrestling. On, on like a good day, complete sellout. This could be the biggest show that they've ever done. And it's their first show for uh, TV. Um, do you think that's the right precedent to set as they're talking about how big they are for such a small company and an indie show, whatever the case may be. And yet here they are running the largest venue that they have out of the break. 
I mean, I didn't even think about that analytically wise, but uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm really clueless about the selection of coming to DC, and yeah, when you when you bring that into perspective, I don't know. I mean, because do you think this area generally has the market like any of these other bigger cities do? To yes. to the WWE comes here ten times a year. What, I mean, what they're that, getting, what they're getting coming here is you get, you get DC, but you mm-hmm. also get Baltimore. Right. You also got Philly two and a half hours away. Okay. So you, you, and of course, like you got Richmond south of here and all that. But I mean, there's enough of a, a, a area close enough by that if folks want to drive here for mm-hmm. the show, it's very doable. Mm-hmm. What, well, the other thing, that, the other thing that jumped out at me, well, as far as uh, them getting such a big building. And also something that I think might bode well for them for this venture going forward is with them running on Wednesday nights, it's an off night. So they're probably getting a deal on these buildings because outside of like, you know, the NHL and the NBA, I mean, how many places, you know, how, how much battling is there for, you know, arena on a Wednesday night? You know, it's the middle of the week in the fall during school year. It's like they, they're probably getting a pretty decent deal on the rent, I kind of think. To be fair, that does depend on the arena. Um, the Verizon Center does share uh, um, two major sports teams in the arena between right. the Bullets and the Capitals. A lot of other arenas in mid to larger cities do the same thing. Staples Center has like nine teams playing in it, you know, at almost all times. Um, the Garden <laughs> has like three or four teams uh, playing in it. And the Garden in New York, but also the Garden in Boston has a bunch of teams playing in it. So I think that scheduling will be relevant to um, you know, where they are in the country. I just think that it's surprising that they didn't start off in a middle-sized um, venue that maybe Rig of Honor would run and just pack the place with 5,000 of your most ardent fans versus you know, an 18,000-seat building. Uh, I, I think that... I, I'm, not sure, I'm not saying it's a bad thing because, good, more tickets means a better chance that I will be in the building. Right. But... It will it will be interesting to see how much they how long can they maintain that uh, popularity uh, before people start taking screenshots from the top floor and going AEW's on financial collapse because <laughs> it's not sold out right. <laughs> so yeah, let I, me let me ask a question. Sorry, let me ask a, qu- a quick question. What, do you think at all this may have to do with testing a market in the Northeast? that WWE may not have a grip on just to see how it would work to see if the Northeast would flock to an AEW event? I would agree with that if this were a market that WWE doesn't already religiously run. Right. Um, so, I mean, so if, if your question is, do you think that they can come, is they want safe? to run a market, is, is, you know, is it a safe bet? They could have gone safer. Um, and that's, that's the short answer. Uh, with the, the venue itself, because they could have gone to the Patriot Center in Fairfax, which is the George Mason University Arena. Yes. It only seats about 8,500. Um, Ring of Honor runs shows there. WWE only does house shows there. Um, it's, it's a decent place, but it is a college stadium, a college basketball stadium for a mid-major team. Mm. That's, that's safe. That's along the lines of what they've been running, the buildings that they've been running before, uh, before uh, Double or Nothing, which was their biggest show to date. So we also say this based on the total size of the building. Uh, we don't, I mean, the WNBA plays, we used to play in, um, at, at downtown. 
when, when they did, they never had the top level open. So their attendance could only be seven to 10,000. So we don't know what this setup is going to be either for uh, their arena shows. I just think in general, um, not necessarily why here, uh, because we already knew that October was going to be the thing. Uh, my biggest question is, well, where do you go from here? Because will they run a show in New York? How much of that schedule it has WWE played into it? Like, if they know that SmackDown is going to be in, a, in town, will they run a show in the same venue? Uh, not the same venue, but the same city at the same time as a WWE event? These are things. And maybe that's because WWE, wherever they are in the country, they're definitely not here. Yeah. So that could be a, just an opportunity for to get people in the building because there's no actual competition from major indies or the WWE in town right now. Out. Yeah, you, you definitely have me perplexed here. And um, I really, <laughs> to be honest, I really am I'm just intrigued by this and, and the knowledge you guys are bringing to this. I, I guess I guess my only question is that um, is. Yeah, like I, I do agree with the fact that it's Wednesday, so it's probably this, that that's a low risk factor as far as uh, as far as trying to get people to come. But. Isn't that also a big risk factor since it's in the middle of the week and you are stamping well, it's, yourself? It's a school night. It's a work night. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about October here, not July. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that is a thing. However, yeah. as far as the, the national audience is concerned, it doesn't directly compete with any major sports. I think basketball comes on ESPN on Wednesdays. Maybe. Yes. But um, what, what, what do you think TNT has to do with this? Well, what, it works perfectly for them. They get basketball Tuesdays and Thursdays, I believe. I, I um, think you're right. Yeah. And uh, they get AEW on Wednesdays. So that's two hours of programming that they don't have to provide. It's a win. Do you, do you think this also has to do with maybe like the, the, the traveling schedule with other live uh, TNT sporting events that may proceed the day before or the day after so that their production the team production is already crew. in town? We don't, we don't know who the production crew is going to be. We don't know if, if AEW has... There are guys that are just going to link up the TNT's uh, your feed and mm-hmm. broadcast it out. We don't know if TNT are going to send TNT sports guys. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know if Ernie, if Ernie and uh, Kenny and Shaq are going to be in the AEW. Uh, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I could definitely see you know, Charles Barkley and Ernie Johnson going, "What the hell?" Uh, for <laughs> but we don't know what that experience is going to be. We don't know if it's just going to be two hours and they have some kind of pre-show at seven thirty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just don't know if it's going to be live coast to coast. Uh, Raw isn't. So there, there are some, definitely some questions that could be answered because uh, it's not a major holiday, October 2nd. It is a weekday work night, but so what? The NBA, hockey, uh, minor league uh, stuff around the country is still going on, and football doesn't play on Wednesdays. It's the best possible scenario for them to get more eyes on the uh, screen. Hmm. And it's also yeah. a, the WWE and the major indies don't run. Yeah. Wednesday makes I think, total sense. My, my thinking is this. They're going with the idea that it's the first show and this is their, if they're going to run a big building, this is the episode to run a big building for. It's going to be the first episode. There'll be the curiosity factor. It's the biggest chance they have to make a big splash on the national stage. The big question is, 
four weeks after this, five weeks after this, I don't see them running the same size buildings. I assume they're going to downsize probably to more like we were thinking, like a 5,000 seat, you know, more mid-level kind of smaller venues. Heck, they might be running like college campuses and stuff this fall. But like the first episode, I think they can get a big crowd there. The big question becomes four weeks, five weeks in, once the novelty is gone, it's like, okay, there, I, I can't. I don't think they're gonna be running ten thousand seat buildings every darn Wednesday. I, I don't think that's the that's the plan going forward. But for the first episode, sure, why not? Now the big question is gonna be how many people are gonna show up. How how quick are these tickets gonna move? One thing I'll say is this: my guess is this first episode is gonna be about one thing, and about that's gonna be about getting as many people in there as possible. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking these tickets are gonna be pretty darn cheap. It's not going to be, I think, expensive because the idea is they want a crowd there. So I think come Monday, when we hear what's up with the tickets, we're probably going to be in some, for some pretty uh, nice news. And they've been pretty reasonable as far as like the all-in tickets were and mm-hmm. double or nothing. If you could get your hands on them, they weren't going to break the bank. They've been yeah. very reasonable on that. And I think they may be even more reasonable on this because a TV taping, you want people in those stands. So if there's, yeah. ever, if there's ever a time to maybe take a hit on your ticket price... This is it. This is the show you do it on. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me interject with WWE is in Sacramento for Hell in a Cell on the 6th, which is the Sunday after AEW premieres. So I think it's reasonable to assume that they're going to be on the West Coast while AEW is setting up shop here. Um, I think that that also could potentially play a part in it. Um, and then because it is the um, start of the seasons for and it's also, it's actually before the start of the season for hockey and basketball. Yeah. I think hockey starts a little bit later. I think there will be in preseason then, and the basketball starts around Halloween. So it's probably just a perfect confluence of availability, um, location, and fandom. They can say that there's precedent for wrestling in D.C. with uh, WWE coming here so many times and, you know, uh, established you know, wrestling in the area with Ring of Honor being based in Baltimore and Maryland Championship race, wrestling being a staple on the in this part of the eastern seaboard. Um, yeah, I think, and of course it is close enough at the southern end of the megalopolis of the northeast where people from Philly, from New York, um, and all that, you know, coming down. I, I guess the question was, where is it going to be? And I was willing to fly almost anywhere in the country or Canada to go see it because... History will be made on October 2nd, and we're fortunate enough that it's coming three metro stops away from me. Um, (laughs) With that that said, I do hope that ticket prices are reasonable. Um, I don't expect them to be NXT cheap, but I think... Go ahead. I was just going to say, because it just made me think of another point. You don't think they're going to announce that second show until after this first show gets up on the lines of sold out because you're talking about traveling. The next show could be damn near in Philly. And if, was, if they announce the shows in Philly, then Philly people might just wait for the, well, for that Philly okay. show. It's the first show ever. That's that's that, that puts it in a different category, mm-hmm. whether it absolutely stinks on ice or it's the greatest thing people have ever seen. And they don't know it yet. It's still the first show. Okay. And and one thing about wrestling fans, we have this innate ability to be able to stick our fingers in somebody else's face and says, "Listen, I was, sir, yeah, I was there." 
That's true. <laughs> That's true. Even it, even if it sucked, we were there. Yeah, we were absolutely <laughs> there. And I bought that T-shirt, uh, you know, for for NXT Takeover Bridgeport because I was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, with that uh, being said, I I, I think I, on Monday I will get a set of four for you guys and. Uh, you know, if you guys want to all go together, we can do it. If not, with that being said, I guess I will have extra tickets for um, the people who wants to go because it make it's, you, you, you're selling me on the fact that um, there's going to be obviously a tremendous resale value since people are going to want to go just because of the novelty. Um, I am going to New York that weekend, and I originally say, ah, I don't want to stress myself out with too much. I'll be okay with not going, but yeah. I do agree. I, I do. I, I, I like the selling fact that you guys are point uh, are, are pointing out. It probably won't be very expensive. It is right in our backyard. It is the first show. Like even um, if it was very expensive, it's here and it's the first show ever. Yeah. 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 Like I was really I was considering you know, dropping some a decent amount of coin on this because of how special it is, and and based on what AEW has done in their very recent past with their specials uh, beforehand. There's a reason to want, there's a want to be there. Now, WWE had a house show. They're coming, they had a Raw before WrestleMania here. They had mm-hmm. another house show in Fairfax. They're coming back in around Labor Day mm-hmm. uh, for Raw. They usually do a thing around Christmas here. And I can't tell you the last time I went to a WWE show outside of NXT, which the last NXT show I went to was here at the Anthem last year. Um, uh, no, no, aside from Bridgeport, but that was like the last one. Um, so the point is, is that as many times as WWE has come here and tickets start at $20, I still couldn't be bothered. And I worked three blocks from the building. Oh God. <laughs> I can see the Verizon center from my office. Okay. I so, mean, so, th- so there's a difference, you know? So they got a two. They're gonna have a two-hour live show. They will probably have what before then some pre-show stuff or whatever it may be. Is that I think the event's probably two and a half hours? Right. So I mean, like, what's what's the recipe and design here? Because I'm I'm really not familiar. Are they gonna legit live? They're gonna they're gonna have a, a legit live show for the time being. Do you think there's gonna be any pre-taping stuff for the following weeks or any day to be used? And if so, where will it be used? I think that they probably do a bunch of pre-tapes, and I think they'll probably do a lot of stuff around the city. Um, I think uh, you know, SCU's got to do their bit in front of the White House or, or, the, or the Monument. Um, I, I, you know, if they throw a Marion Brown reference in there, if they want to get some real cheap heat. But, um, but, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, just MJ, I can definitely see MJF in, like, on some pre-tapes rolling around Georgetown telling people how much they suck. No. And he has a birth race <laughs> Oh, I mean, like, there's so much potential that, that it could happen, and we have because we have until October to figure it out mm-hmm. versus the next pay per view or network special with Smackville in your house. Uh, you know, that's, <laughs> Thank that's you. It's, I'm not the only one calling it that. Thank you. <laughs> in your house. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, like, just, just bring back in your house. Like, just stop it. <laughs> so, oh, like, like. Man. Selfishly, as WWE is building towards SummerSlam, this thing isn't happening until October. And it's hard to get you know, the mindset of what, what an October event will look like because it was a hard dinner five like on Monday. But that's not that's far enough away where there's wriggle room to uh to figure it out. 
I, I don't know about you guys, but I really love the venue itself for Fight for the Fallen. I thought it was a really interesting setup and a really cool looking venue. And I was really hoping that they would go to more aesthetically different places like that, amphitheaters and such, um, than your typical arena show. But I really do hope that they update the set. Um, you know, something a little bit different than like the Vegas chandelier, you know, kind of a deal. Uh, that made sense in Vegas. It does not make sense to Des Moines, Iowa. Um, and I hope that like their show, their uh, aesthetic isn't based on the Vegas theme as they travel around the country, hopefully Canada, hopefully England. I, I hope they kind of grow out of that. But it'd be interesting to see what it looks like, you know, just in general. Like what, and we've said, talked about this a couple of weeks ago, like what is all our elite wrestling? What, what can we expect? And I'm not entirely sure what that answer is yet, but it will be interesting as we are like on the road to, as far as I'm concerned, October 2nd. Hmm. Yep, yep, yep. I guess we, yeah, there's a, a little bit of this, um, let some things play out and we'll see how the ticket stuff goes on Monday. Now, I will say this tickets will have to be on sale on Ticketmaster because it's being at the, with the Verizon. Where, I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Capital now? One, Capital, Capital One, Arena. One. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Uh, we, we can go back to MCI if we need to. Yeah, MCI oh, Center. MCI. <laughs> home, home of Starcade. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so, with that being said, there's in good faith that if you want to get tickets, you will because unlike other arenas where their sites crash, I, I the damn with me. I mean, can you pull out a little liquor for the Wells Fargo Center ticket office? I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, for the life of me, I'd rather, i trust the people on the street to sell me a legit ticket to you naturally know. getting a ticket in Philly. It's always a mess. So, um, yeah. And then on top of that, we have, we do have the local off the, the local option too to go to the box office. And oh, you, know, you don't think I'm not going to walk for my job, like in, on my lunch break and just go get tickets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, 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 we have to talk. <laughs> we have to talk. That That's definitely the strategy. Forget all those a zillion fees too. just get at the box office and, uh, <laughs> And uh, man, those fees, man, I tell you, <laughs> it's gross. Yeah, um, it's absolutely gross. So anyway, uh, I, th- I, knew, I think we would say we was going to talk a little bit about the Raw reunion show, and then God knows I didn't watch much of it. I watched a little bit of the twenty four seven things that was happening, but more importantly, that came out of that show was John Cena opening the show, and John John Cena the Great or Father John Cena who's never told a lie, has once again not told a lie. Because as of right now, this has nothing to do about John Cena. You know. but, it, it, <laughs> but, it, but it has to do a lot with a troubled soul out there. And I mean, you really can't write this stuff. Like, you really can't. Um, and uh, just to be totally correct, Jay Uso, if I'm not... Yes, if I'm, yes Jay Uso. One half of the Uso brothers. Welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. For real. Literally, again. <laughs> yeah, the, the the poor guy. He he needs help, man. Because um, yeah, if you've been on the rock today, he has been arrested for a DUI. No surprise. And um, yeah, as I said, Father Cena Ham had many sons, and many sons had Father Cena Ham has never told a lie. <laughs> I mean, like, what do they do at this point? Like. Is there, does WWE have a legit, I mean, I guess they do, because um, what's his name actually spoke up about it, um, Mike Bennett, 
spoke up about their about the support with his uh, rehab and and so forth. But like with this situation with him, and especially with the spotlight this guy's commanding and being one of the focal talents in the tag division, and this all the WWE, like how do you think they're going to address this situation? Because this is now becoming alarming. Uh, I believe they did. because I, I keep reading a statement for WWE that says Jonathan Fetu is responsible for his own personal actions. So, and, and so that sounds very similar that. to the statement they just gave for uh, Jeff Hardy having the exact same situation. Hmm. Right. And I think that's a, like that's a good like like middle ground where they could say we're aware. However, he's a grown man; he'll deal with it. But if it were worse, if that if that um, Drunk driving and speeding, because that's what it was for um, Uso. If that turned into vehicular manslaughter, oh, it's like yes, we welcome him. Uh, we welcome, wish him well in his future endeavors. But since it's just a three a.m. joyride at eighty miles an hour, he didn't kill anybody. I think the appropriate measured action would be internally they're reading him the riot act. Externally, he is the you know it is what it is. Yeah, internally, I would say the question needs to be, Jimmy Uso, how the hell do you not have Uber on speed dial on your phone already? No, Jesus, <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> With the money this guy makes, he can't he can't get an Uber. I mean, it's it's it's, it's that simple. That's all well, he needs to do. <laughs> well, that's not all he needs to do. I mean, what he needs to do is stay off the sauce. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Um, and I think that that's a bigger issue. Uh, and, and honestly, seeing them make a light of it on, on Monday is is an easy cover to uh, over an uh, overarching issue that you know do may actually have a problem and may need to actually take that very real step to recovery, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. Because this isn't the first time this happened. This is the second or third. And second the very this year worst, for sure. Was, was shit second this year, and, and we're only in July. Now, that, that's still that's three times too many. Uh, the, and the point still remains is that it's easy to make fun of. But the real is, is that, you know, that could have gone very wrong, uh, mm-hmm. not just for him, but too many people die from drunk driving accidents every day, let alone every year. Mm-hmm. And if he and, you know, it doesn't matter who he is. I don't give a shit if he was a bus driver, you know, get together. And I think maybe WWE could have been a little bit more forceful. We don't know how, what the extent of their measures are. They could have been more forceful and said, like, listen, nah, you're gonna pull you off the road if you can't handle it. And or or something. Mm-hmm. But um but as we've seen from WWE before, uh storyline first. Nothing moves uh but the money. So that'd be it'd be interesting to see what they do going forward, but I don't know. It's 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 actually quite sad and very dangerous. And 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 I guess like I guess I've really never thought about this because most people with DUIs, you know, you go through the program, tenant classes, whatever it may be. Um, they uh, attach the electronic monitor system in your car and so forth. And you lose your license at sometimes, whatever it may be, or restrict your license. But considering that these are happening in different states and he's using rental cars, which I could imagine his insurance must be through the roof. Oh jeez, I I mean like it. It's so many reminders to him while 
he should just be. I mean, again, he travels with his brother. I'm assuming he has a wife that's also in the business that he could travel with. Why does he continuously decide to be the one to be behind the wheel? We don't know. Yes, two DUIs this year. He had the altercation um, that he was uh, that he was put into cuffs or restrained uh, when his wife was uh, pulled over. So you know, the guy just seems to be a beacon of just you know attracting this type of attention and you know being in the system for dui i mean you're not going to get any other like passes moving forward especially with the uh with law enforcement and like being in such a a really prestigious company as he is and successful and his father was just there um he has a brother again a wife like whole family butt lines is all through this it's zero really excuse it's it's sad like you know looking at the mugshot too, it just seems like it's just soulless because it's just the fact of the matter is that this person continues to put himself in danger and it's and it's not worth it because you got so much on the line and then like Jamal said, like it can go so worse because you know getting a DUI, getting the fines, getting arrested, going to jail is just one thing, but considering the ramifications that it could in ultimately end someone else's life, as reckless as it is, it's 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 it's, it's a sad thing. So. I don't know, man. Um, but that definitely made me. Uh, I, I I definitely have a, a different personal feel towards him as a person, and it's even starting to shrew into the fact of him as a character. Because again, just doing raw, Cena cuts a promo about you, you know, and your mugshots, and that should be a reminder that yeah, I don't want to go back down that road again. And what the, the same night or the day after, like. <laughs> Well, Come I mean, he's on, a method dude. actor. You know, you got you to live the part, you know? <laughs> but, but to be fair, there is a th- very thin line between uh, Jey Uso and John- and uh, Dante Starwar. Yeah. And I think I knew it's he's gonna easy, bring that very up. easy to overlook that. I cannot even believe that you remember his name in that clip, because when you said it earlier, that's exactly what I was thinking about. I could not think who his name was. Yeah, that was, that was something. That right. was definitely something. Right. Yeah, that was something. And that also happened in Florida, too. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely yeah. right. You're definitely right. Um, anyway, well, we, we uh, we're about 15 minutes, so we're coming up on an hour mark. Um, I know a couple of. I just wanted to mention really quick because I was just uh, looking at some things. Um, the WWE app definitely just updated. I know they was talking about this a while ago. I don't really see information about the tier services that they said they were going to be doing, but the app for itself definitely did modernize, and it looks absolutely amazing now compared to how it was before. So uh, maybe they will be moving to tier services. But I will say this, which I said before, if they do move to tier services and then they start including some of these indie libraries, like if they do now put all of Evolve stuff on there or maybe they do Progress or WSW as another tier, or maybe they start adding the content that that they provide on Hulu such as the Raw SmackDown, because who knows if that deal is still going to be good at by the end of this year, considering that Hulu's now owned by Disney and Disney, and then Hulu's now starting to focus more on their relationship slash content-wise with Fox. Maybe that there's really not... Uh, maybe maybe the, the current deal that they have with USA Network or WWE, I'm not sure which one is directly with, maybe that is no longer going to stand by the end of this year. So maybe... That next day, um, more of a shortened version of the weekly product ends up on the WWE Network, which would be great. Maybe that adds another tier. 
who knows? But uh, it definitely looks like something is happening, considering something's definitely going to be happening soon. Definitely considering how the for the format of the app looks now, and even too when you go over to the um, when you go over to the more section and account, and you look at subscription, it says WWE Network. I'm not sure what other subscription you can have. So that's what makes me <laughs> that's what makes me a little curious that at some point that's going to become an option or something else. Yeah, so I can we'll I can see. speak to that. I can speak to that since yeah. they they uh. They, I listened to the conference call today when they broke down the, the update of the app, the refresher next generation of the app as they're talking. So that's rolling out now over the next few days to all the different, you know, there's so many darn different devices that thing runs on. They're slowly, you know, going down the list and cranking them all out. So if you don't have the update yet, supposedly it's coming pretty much over the weekend. So Keep keep checking. If you're forced to log in again, you're mm-hmm. gonna have the new version when you go back in. Now, as far as the tiers go, they've confirmed that tiers are coming. And what I found the most interesting about this, you know, they didn't go into any real specifics, but they did use the word free. So apparently oh. there's gonna be a free tier included in this. And what I was kind of thinking, I have I'm this is just me speculating, but my speculation is maybe if you have a free tier. It kind of has like some of the old content, some of the vault stuff, some of like maybe the current like specials, like your WWE 24 stuff, your your, your ride along, maybe that kind of stuff. It doesn't have the pay-per-views, but it has, you know, like a taste, a little bit of stuff, like some old episodes of Raw, not any of the real current stuff. And now obviously if you want the current stuff, if you want the pay-per-views and all that, then you got the 999 tier that we've always had now. And then I'm guessing what they were refer they're referring to something as a VIP tier. I'm guessing that'll be the one above what we have now that would have extra stuff like Unevolve, a progress, an ICW, and who knows what all else they have coming down the road if they start really, you know, rolling out some competition with AEW. There could be all kinds of stuff. They have a waiting in the wings for a VIP tier to get a little uh, extra money out of people. So tiers are definitely coming. It's just a matter of when. Mm. So I found a uh, survey from 2016 because I got the survey. <laughs> and I had to uh, dig through uh, the backlogs to find out what it actually was on it. And yes, there was the feeling out process about would you pay for a tiered WWE network system. And there would be a free version uh, theoretically, where it would just give you all the commercials, you can sh- stream on anything, uh, and you can watch um, you know, taped bits like the YouTube clips and stuff like that, basically. Mm. Uh, and then there's a 499 plan, which would include uh, video clips, the big four pay-per-views, um, access to a pre-recorded uh, NXT, uh, you know, maybe an hour after it airs or something like that, and the 24-7 live stream, which if people don't know, WWE Network is an actual cable channel in a lot of countries, as well as an app. Oh, I didn't know um, in, in Canada, WWE Network is a cable channel with a yeah. 24-7 uh, stream, streaming, not streaming, but it's, a, it's just a regular cable channel mm-hmm. um, that, you, that you can watch along with anything else. Um, and so for $9.99, you would get everything that's below, plus live uh, NXT uh, events, including takeovers. Uh, the Kuzway Classic and uh, the video streams and the complete archives and limited commercials. And the, uh, the, the Diamond Jubilee package for $14.99, which would include um, access to independent wrestling comp, uh, content, um, all the pay-per-views, 
uh, NXT Live, all the takeovers, the Cruiserweight Classic, which was going on at the time, um, instantly, everything is live, everything is updated, all the video clips, no commercials whatsoever, and, and stuff like that. So it seems that that could be the way that they're going. Uh, it would be interesting to see what how the commercials play into things. Uh, NXT has very limited commercials in their area in any way. And some of them are 30-second spots for other WWE Network content. However, NXT, when it airs, um, not NXT, but other shows that air, like, uh, what's the thing before uh, SmackDown? Uh, main, event main event. And Superstars, stuff like that. Uh, they actually air on regular TV overseas. Um, and the other shows, WWE uh, Weekly Review airs. On, in, on networks in other countries and stuff like that. So it'd be interesting to see where they interject commercials uh, for stuff that may or may not happen. <laughs> but, um, but they will. Don't think they won't. Commercials are coming. But mm. it, would, it would also be interesting to see that if you do get a tier for NXT, for example, and it could just your NXT show, and it doesn't include, and it, you get the no commercials package, well, how does that work out for NXT, which can include commercials? Unless it moves to Fox. Then what? You know, uh, if, you, if anybody's ever watched WWE programming on Sky Sports, uh, they have like a studio that they throw it back to during commercials. Yeah, that's um, actually the first time I seen that when it was out the country. And I was like, wow, this could be interesting considering yes, all the, the ramifications we talked about. Um, right, because they because they have different commercial laws and stuff like that in other countries. But in England, on uh, Sky Sports, it's very weird looking at it. It's, it's a very different feeling. But they also have like a studio where they just talk about what just happened and then they'll throw it back to Michael Cole at the end of the commercial, uh, you per their commercial laws in the, in the UK. So I think it'll be interesting. We don't know what's going to happen with NXT, whether it's going to wind up on Fox sports, uh, you know, will it be on their app? Because, you know, Fox sports uh, to go is an app that shows all of their Fox sports content. Um, will, will NBC and Comcast do the same thing with their NBC sports go, um, app or WWE for raw. Um, so there's a lot that, yeah, that needs to be decided before October as the uh, fall TV season starts in like, you know, late September, early October. But I think it's, it's going to be interesting. And I don't think 1499 is asking too much to, for what they're giving you, you know, the hideous amount of hours of content, let alone live stuff. Yeah. So beyond everything that you stated, is there anything else that you could think of just random? And any of you guys can answer this honestly. Is there anything else that you think they can do that that really solidifies the fact of being fourteen ninety nine? Now, considering again the landscape of television and digital streaming services, now I'm just gonna put this into perspective. Right now, we know that Disney Plus is coming out at the end of this year, which is going to be the mecca of all Disney content. Star Wars, Marvel, um, exclusive stuff as as well as that Disney, Pixar, their library, and so forth. That's gonna be seven, seven, six or seven ninety nine a month. Um, net Netflix is right now for four K is fourteen ninety nine a month. HBO Go is about seven, uh, but HBO Max is coming, which I believe is going to be rumored to be nine ninety nine, which is going to be in the compass of like the DC universe. I think. Uh, uh, epics, HBO, obviously, and some other stuff like a, like at least nine other things, uh, and and Warner Brothers as well. So if you're talking about this top tier for WWE Network, it's going to be fourteen ninety nine, uh, which 
for all the reasons that you said, it's definitely worth it. But if you really had to put the icing on the cake, what other feature could they really add at this point now to really solidify that price? I mean, for fourteen ninety nine, considering what they give you, I don't think you really could. There's nothing else. Ask, ask for too much more. I mean, personally, what I would like to see is some kind of like live chat function. Uh, that's mm. probably one of the best things that that Twitter does. You can be able to, you know, tweet and and watch along with people around the world in real time. So a live chat function on the app would be kind of cool. Um, one thing that they did on the network a couple years ago, where they had the draft. Uh, so they had the draft, obviously, on Raw and SmackDown on the USA Network. But on the WWE Network, they did a second screen experience where they had, I want to say, Renee Young or somebody else in the studio watching along with the proceedings of the night and had mm-hmm. a draft board and had people come in and say, like, well, what do you think? And, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I would really like more of those events during Raw and SmackDown instead of their goofy-ass watch-along that they have during pay-per-view <laughs> events. Um, <laughs> So, but I mean, if you're going to compete, I'm not going to necessarily compete with AEW because God knows and knows that they don't need to do that. But if they want to, you know, get into that to add actual quality content that nobody else can give you, it's not just about having stuff. I need to see stuff live right. because it's still TV. Yeah. I want to see stuff as it happens, as people are talking about it in the moment. So if they do, Smackville in your house, so be it. <laughs> you know, do that. If they do, um, you know, stomping grounds in your house, sponsored by Timberland, then cool, do it. <laughs> you know, the network is there for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's the same problem that I have with Ring of Honor. You own television stations. Put the goddamn show on the station. So if you're WWE, the only thing that you couldn't do, and they could easily do it because they have the production capability to do to do so. And they run shows next door to each other. So when Raw is here, SmackDown's in Baltimore. But then they'll do a house show in Richmond, but then Raw do uh, um, a house show in Delaware. They can easily put a house show or a live television show an hour a day <clears throat> to kind of like around the WWE type of a thing. And now that they have the NXT thing happening in Europe, or specifically the UK, or down in Florida... You tell me that they couldn't put a, like a one-hour live show to tell you, like to get you caught up on what's happening on WWE's, uh, you know, during the week. Maybe before SmackDown, before we go live there, peep into an NXT show, peek into a house show, peek into a a, a UK show from earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be kind of cool from like a wrestling world perspective. And as they grow old, uh, bigger with the uh, a plant in China opening up, an Australian deal opening up. Uh, an India deal opening up, a Latin America deal in like you know Brazil or Panama or some damn where opening up. I mean WWE really is kind of hell bent on global domination in a way that we haven't seen since the forties. So I would really like to see that happen of uh, the world open up a little bit via the network. And I'm actually kind of surprised it hasn't yet. The only thing we've gotten out of the network is like ride along and those cartoons. <laughs> You know, camp stories, or whatever the hell it is. Table for three isn't too bad. Table for three is, isn't too bad. But we've named three shows in four years. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, man. Anybody else need anything to add to that? <laughs> well, what's Damien got? Has Damien got an idea? Sometimes I got one. I'm, I want to hear what, what our guest has to say, though, first before I jump in. I mean, in. okay, honestly, 
for in order for them to make it more plausible for the fan base, I'm thinking you throw in maybe like an upper deck ticket to an event of your choosing or mm-hmm. or two or two tickets to the Hall of Fame or something. Uh, something to kind of whet that appetite to want to attend a live event without having to pay, like you were saying before, the Ticketmaster prices or even StubHub upsells. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a that's a nice way to go around it. Uh, or how about, and they've done this with Taboo Tuesday, something similar to that again, where upper tier subscribers can pick from a select few matches on, let's say, main event. You pick the show, top tier people. You let me know who Cesaro is going to wrestle. Is it going to be Ricochet? Is it going to be Aleister Black or so on and so forth? And then those top tier people, the morning of place those votes, and then that's what's get recorded during the SmackDown taping. Hmm. Uh, Let's see, here's the thing, like though. That. They, they do a, um, a house show three days a week, and then they do two days of live TV, and then they take, you know, some time in between off. Yeah. They've done it before, and they're going to do it again as SmackDown in your house is going to be a, 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 a network <laughs> <Yeah>. special. <laughs> take, if they took 10% of their total house shows per year, Yes. And made them random network specials for no reason. People will watch because it's a live, it's a live show um, that just really doesn't have anything to do with anything. You know, it's just a just a fun little show. Cool. It doesn't have to be a big story line driven show. It's just a thing, and you know, it, it's obviously going to have implications because the house show circuit is just practice for the big show. Yeah, on Mondays and Tuesdays. That's why they work. So, and it also would give uh, some people that only work the house show circuit, the Ascension, um, a, a uh, push to get them some TV time. Right. So, I, I think that, that, like, from a storyline's perspective, you know, saying that, like, hey, you know, I got this win in, at uh, the event in Birmingham. Well, I need to, you know, step it up a bit. We've been doing things. And then they can accurately judge in real time what the crowd actually thinks of them and on social media. As there is some kind of live experience, maybe for upper tier people, where we can have our own private chat to say like what it is. That's kind of what happens on YouTube anyway, with all the other goofy ass YouTubers that like watch along um, WWE <laughs> program with them. <laughs> I, I, mean, I will if say they can do it. Why can't WWE? That's true. I, I will say just quickly for me, like anything that involves the lack of hassle to get tickets is totally. W- all for me like if there's a certain parameter of seats reserved for uh, subscribers i'm cool with that because um this sort of says this this is like like you know like the pokemon go uh reservation system where like there's there's a certain reservation process for people who are subscribers so that you don't get caught by the resale tangent and then there's also really not overly rushed to have to have to get them as soon as they're released on whatever system is going to be on. So, like, if I do want to go to a Philly show, I can go to the app and reserve my t- my ticket there. And then I do have a window to purchase it when my reservation is con- is uh, confirmed. And then buy. Instead of it being released at 9 o'clock on a Thursday with a, pre- with a pre-sale, then the system crash, and then I don't get tickets. And then I gotta get hit by the resale bug. So, like, <laughs> if there's something of that sort, then yeah. And I think Honor Club does something like that. Um, yeah. But, yeah. You say no? Yeah, they do. They yeah. Do. yeah. If you're so, a member of Honor Club, that entitles you to, like, a one-day pre-sale 
for events. Yeah. So yeah, get yeah. WWE clearly has the funding. I will be down for that. I mean, and again, yeah, with the abundance of how many shows they run a year, people are definitely willing to travel. Uh, it's definitely a bang for your buck. So yeah, I that that would be my thing. But yeah, go ahead, Will. Yeah, those those are little quality of life things. I could definitely see them doing. They're easy to implement. That that would be really cool. Little you know, they're little extra perks that make you just feel good about paying that. If you're paying that little extra money. It's the kind of thing that, you know, it doesn't take, it wouldn't take much of them to add it. And heck, if they're talking about, we're going to give you a reservation so you can spend more money to buy tickets, it's like, hello, it's in their interest to do it. So I, I can totally see that. And speak and speaking to, to the idea of uh, if you get to vote on the matches or something like Damien was saying, I remember um, in that survey we were talking about earlier, where they first brought this stuff up, one of the things they were talking about in there was giving uh, VIP members or your higher tier members a vote in the Hall of Fame. So mm. little things Ooh. like that you could do. That's an art thing you could do. If they could put together a ballot and be like, okay, these people are up and only uh, you know VIP people, VIP vote uh, subscribers have a voice. So they can they can put their two cents in on who they think should be in the Hall of Fame. So that that might be something we also see coming down the line too. Now here's something entirely different that I'm just thinking as a this would be a neat little added feature of the of the WWE app of the network that I would love to see that I've seen mentioned a couple times online and God darn it I would love this. I want them to take a page from Spotify. I want to be able to go on there and make a playlist. Mm. I want to be. I want to go on there and say if I'm talking to someone online and we're talking about a match or something, and we're talking about maybe a wrestler. Say we're talking about Arn Anderson, and so I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, here, here's five Arn Anderson matches. I'm gonna find you, find them for you on the network because I want you to look at them. Boom, boom, uh-huh. boom, and send them right to them. Oh yeah, something like that. That's a total like interactive social thing, and you're just using the network as like you know where you put it together and send it out. And heck, for WWE, you're just pushing people to their platform. So it's it's if they can make it happen in some way, it's advertising for them. Yeah. So I'd love to see somebody instead of being like you know oh on this show uh, this match and now you got to go find it. No, let's yeah. make it easy. Let me just find it. If I can hit the thing and just click a button and send it directly to somebody, hey, even better. Yeah. You know what? That's a brilliant idea because now I just remember something from a long time ago um, when first subscribed to the WWE Network. So certain pay-per-view had the jump marks for each matches and so forth, and some of them didn't. If I have the top tier... All of the match markers should be for every single card, pay-per-view, whatever it may be. So for that extra value, I would love if they had better sophisticated metadata for the fact of me saying, if I type into that that search box and I say, oh, I would need to see when Brock and Roman faced each other. So I just type in Brock versus, and it brings up all of the cards that's ever had a Brock versus whoever match on it. And then at that point, I can save either the the pay-per-view or that match itself, however they want to do it, and create it to a playlist. And then also, like you said, too, to a point where I can be like, hey, you need to watch this match, and I yep. can send it to somebody. Because right yep. now when we do that, we do it on YouTube. We say, oh, you need to check this match out. You find it on YouTube if it's there. Yeah. And send it to a person. 
that should all be encompassed inside the app. If you have the lower tier, maybe you can't skip throughout the matches. Maybe you can't just stream through it. And I mean, that would drive people nuts. Yeah, you can't fast like, forward. <laughs> exactly. You just have to watch the whole thing. And considering that all these pay-per-views are like 10 hours long, could, oh, you, no. could, <laughs> you, could you imagine? I mean, that free you version got, that, got it. You got, you got that free tier? You ain't getting no fast forward button. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else is funny? Um, I think it's the FX app. If you don't have like the FX like premiere service, if you end up cutting it off, you have to start from the beginning of that episode again. What? So, oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nope. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. So um, yeah, they they definitely got some things they can play with. So uh, that'll be interesting. Anyway, before we wrap up the show tonight, any other quick little news or anything we need to go down? I'm good. Uh, apparently, uh, Evolve is going to have a, a couple guys come over um, in all, uh, late August and early September and shows in Michigan, outside of Detroit, and outside of Chicago. Um, if we're talking about more things that can be on the network, definitely more Evolve. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, it, that's just better for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm with you a thousand percent on that. Also, I've heard kind of rumor hearing that Danny Bryan may be going to 205 Live. I think we'll be talking about that next week as more news come out because uh, that's that's yeah that's a that's a that's a win for me here on that. Same, same. Um, that, that is not a demotion. I'm sorry. That not is, at all. That is to revitalize a brand. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Uh, so you that Daniel Bryan is going to Enzo Amore to a 205 Live? No, because he's oh, actually no. going to bring wrestling. <laughs> but as much as you like. Uh, Enzo and Big Cass SL. Um, I, I know you. I know you truly wish that it was Enzo be, being able to do this. So, fair enough. Also, too, what happened to your match from last week or the week before that you was interested in seeing? With, Which with, one? With Coachman. Um. Yeah, oh. it wasn't. It wasn't televised. Oh. <laughs> just, just, just okay, check. It was, it was too hardcore for TV. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was sure it was a Sioux Falls street fight. That's not something you can just air on television. Wall Street fight. Wow. <laughs> oh, you don't know about this? See, no, I don't. Yeah, no. I mean, it was a charity show. It was uh, Nick Densmore versus Coach in a Sioux Falls street fight out in beautiful Sioux Falls, uh, South Dakota. Um, that was going to happen like two weeks ago for uh, for you know for a charity show. I forget what what caused specifically. But yeah, I mean, I was definitely keeping tabs on it. But I'm just saying, like, sir, we have standards in this country. We can't just air everything. What do you think this is, Canada? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think this is a a good show to get us back on track. Uh, we got a lot of things going coming up. Uh, we got prime time coming up this weekend, so of course we'll be talking a little bit about that come next weekend. Again, I think some of that Daniel Bryan news is probably going to be worth talking about. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we stay consistent. I don't have any other crazy travel. And if I do in the D travel, I'll make sure that the team can be able to get you guys something each and every weekend. Damien, my guy, my guy, it's definitely been fun. Uh, you having on the show. Um, I think we got to do this again. So if your availability open next week, I think, uh, you should pull up another seat and, uh, or maybe your same sheet, shall I say, and, uh, let's, 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 let's do this all again. I think, uh, I think, um. Uh, I think the voice, uh, the world needs to hear more of your voice and your thoughts. And plus, the big thing, obviously, too, is when I see you in New York 
for yeah. um, ah yes the big surprise right. that isn't a surprise yeah. yeah i'm going to be back in battle club pro territory that's right yeah. so hometown a hometown promotion for me so yeah. that's right and that's 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 my fam so you do you, you you with, with that being said that's covering that that's a, that's an absolutely must that we do some things there and in person and so forth so it it all just makes sense but um yeah, for 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 tonight's show, guys. Again, anything else you guys want to uh, say or any closing remarks? Watch two hundred five live. <laughs> <laughs> Call Uber. Yeah, yeah. Put that on speed dial. <laughs> don't come to DC for AEW. It's coming to your town. You don't need to come here. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be somewhere every wednesday so right if, if you're so from new york don't come here they will be coming up there i promise you <laughs> i think that i think that does it so yeah so this for this week's episode of big old bell podcast we'll catch you guys next week thank you for tuning in